I always found a way to like skirt a question because yeah. I really hadn't done the question, like the in-depth work myself. Yeah. Um, or I knew I had developed the skill very well to like turn it back on the other person to ask the question back to them or to change the subject or to whatever. But over time they were like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, that yeah, mirror yeah. though, oh my God, there's so much I want to say. Okay. I know. Yeah. That mirror <laughs> that, and I'm like taking notes as you're talking, the mirror of a man telling you, I don't even know you is really the mirror of you not knowing yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like that's where you were? Like you didn't even know who Ilulu was and how dare you try to be in these relationships, right? I know. And that's what I was saying. And that's, and that's what we do because we understand the timeline or milestones of relationships. Yeah. So the desire, like how you were talking about earlier in in this conversation about how we know what we want, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we know what we want at the level of understanding that we have. And we're moving from that space of the milestones. So we're trying to find someone to basically do life with or check boxes, check life boxes off with, as opposed to finding someone who's like tailor made specifically to support, nurture you, and for you to partner as well and to build a life with. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika, and I am an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert 
I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. And today's guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Coach, well, Lulu. <laughs> uh, Coach E. Lulu is what she goes by. And we're going to have this conversation because she's been in this cycle of dysfunction before. And she was somebody who was gaslighting and kind of manipulating herself just to be in said relationship. It ended happy for her. She's happily married. I know her husband, they're all cute, <laughs> all of that. Um, but let me bring her to the room. Now, you're only going to see her on Facebook. You'll hear her on Instagram, and I'll show her face a little bit. Hi, Ilulu. <laughs> hey, Rika. How you doing? I'm good. They all okay. get up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You guys have one of those relationships where we're like, really? That's what I want. But there's some things that you had to do to get that relationship that we all want. So let me introduce you. Do me the honor of introducing yourself. So your name is Ilulu, as I said, and you're a certified life coach, just like me, <laughs> with a passion for helping singles and couples manifest, build and grow healthy and harmonious relationships that last. Ilulu has been successfully doing this work alongside her husband and fellow coach R. Anthony since 2016. Through their platform, Relationships and Chill, I love that name, <laughs> Wifed Up Academy, I love that name as well, and also Hate Like a Wife, which I love that name as well. She believes that relationships are our greatest teachers and that anyone can have the relationship they truly desire. So again, Ilulu, thank you for being on my podcast, like my platform podcast situation. I know, I love it. Yeah, get her. And you and I met, well, me, you, and your husband, I met you and your husband on, um, uh, oh gosh, why am I forgetting the app name? Clubhouse. Clubhouse, there we go. <laughs> like, what is that app where we talk? We're on vacation, that's okay. Right, I'm, I feel like my brain is still kind of in vacation mode, <laughs> but we gotta get back to life, right? Vacation is over. <laughs> So we met on Clubhouse and just the way, I, I kind of met your hus husband first and the way he was talking, I really, really liked um, what he had to say about relationships um, and how we should be dating in these streets um, and getting to know the people. Basically, he was saying a lot of things that I either said or definitely thought. And then I was like, okay, well, where's the wife? Let me see if you actually tell him the truth. Cause I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're talking. <laughs> And then I met you and you guys actually were uh, inside of Single You Academy teaching one of your workshops, uh, which was, it, it was good. I loved it. Um, and I, yeah, I was like, I gotta have you on my podcast. And so here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it. I definitely love your platform. I wish it was something that I had around back in the day, like some type of support or guidance back in the day. Uh, to help through, you know, that part of my life. Um, so I'm excited that these type of resources are made available through what you're doing. And also like, like yourself, it's what um, made myself and my husband so passionate about creating something for people as well. So that yeah. it's, yeah. to go. it's definitely 
us millennials who are like, okay, we stick it to BS. There's got to be a different way to do this relationship thing that actually makes it healthy. Um, but before you arrived where you are now, let's go all the way back to the beginning. And one of the questions that I always ask um, my guest on the show, because I typically know the answer, but it starts the conversation. My first question to you, Ilulu, is had anybody ever have a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? <laughs> Absolutely not. That was, that's relationships. What well, we got to learn to survive. We got to learn to thrive in this world. You got to make your money, get your education. <laughs> right. No conversations about relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like that like affected you on how you handled relationships because nobody ever sat you down and was like, okay, boo-boo, this is narcissism. This is trauma bonding. This is healthy, hard versus um, abusive or dysfunctional. Do you feel like that affected you? Yeah. Um, without me knowing, definitely with what I know now, looking back, I can absolutely see the different ways that it affected me. Um, mm -hmm. I thought I knew it all because I could just, you know, look online or you see movies and, and TV and my friends, you know, that's, that's, I'm, I was only looking at like, how do people get in relationships? Like, I guess just in general, just get a man as opposed to about relationships and actually how they work. Right. Um, so it was a lot of that education on, uh, through those different platforms of mm -hmm. almost like a cat mouse, like unhealthy, unhealthy thing that was being taught and passed down into me. So it, it absolutely affected yeah. Yeah. Uh, relationships. And, and it, and uh, me and my husband were talking about it the other day or in another room as well of how crucial this type of information is or that aspect of our life is because everything we do has to do with relationships. So there's mm -hmm. such a big neglect that's happening in our our own learning when we don't go through understanding our emotions and un like there's there's so much stuff um so yeah, yeah. Huge, huge domino effect of how it bled like into all aspects of my life right exactly and it's like when we're growing up we know like okay if i want to be a great batter then i'll probably be obedient to that and learn how to play basketball if I want to be a doctor, then okay, there are certain things you have to do to go be a doctor. But nobody sits you down and says, "This is you actually need to really learn who you are, and you actually need to know the human and and even for us biblical understanding of what relationships are, mm -hmm. um, so you can actually get the relationship you want." Because I I believe we all know what we want, we just don't know how to get it, and. Mm -hmm we're out here following the threads and the storylines that TV and movies taught us. Um, and so what negative thread do you think like TV and movies taught us about relationships that isn't true? Um, it's, I mean, I guess because relationships are so vast and like such a huge spectrum of how things go. So in that sense, like there can be a truth to some of the things like the movies and stuff you see, but um, I feel like the the process and the journey more so of relationships and the becoming of that goes on when it comes to relationships is usually cut out. Um, and a lot of it is the whole like meet cute that they call it. And then there's some type of 
power struggle. Maybe they're in love with someone else, but they have someone else has this secret harbor of love for another, like, you know what I mean? That type of thing. And then all of a sudden the man finally sees her and yep. then they fall in love and then they get married and then that's the end of the story. And so then it's like, there's it. so much in between yeah. that is being cut out of what actually happens. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, with, in getting to know you and stuff, I, I've actually asked Ilulu a, a lot of questions about relationships. And there was one thing that you wrote about the way that you used to think of relationships. And you said, I used to think that romantic relationships just sort of happened. I believe that all I needed to do was succeed in life in general and the falling in love part would just take care of itself. Let's go into that. What, what do you mean by that? You think that you used to think that romantic relationships just sort of happened? It was, yeah, just kind of, uh, which ties into what I was just saying because that like my belief is just that it just happened. You cross paths and then lightning strikes and whatever. It's like, you know, love at first sight. And which is interesting because that does kind of tie in a little bit with my husband and I story, but there was a process that went on beforehand. But um, for me, it was, I just knew the milestones of relationships rather than the relating part of relationships. So I just thought it was okay, you know, like I was saying before, boy meets girl, dates, movie dates, dinner dates, mm -hmm. meet the family, um, go on vacation, move in, get married, yep. buy a house together, like in the milestones. That's yeah. that's the path that I understood. Right, right. And for me, it was like, well, my vagina is telling me that I like him or I'm having <laughs> these butterflies. <laughs> So this must be love, right? Like this is, oh, this is the feeling that they have in the movies. So therefore he's the one. Mm. If you look back, I'm, you and myself and for the women who are watching, if you look back though, how many times have you had that feeling? And then it doesn't work out. Right. There's so much, like you said, there's so much that movie and TV or whatever, or just even life in general. Like we have all these cliches, especially in Christianity. Oh, just pray for your Boaz, or you be this good woman, you'll get this good guy, and blah, blah, blah. But there is, they're not telling you the work that you have to do to actually, first of all, become the person you want to be, and then be with the person you want to be with. There's none of that. It's just, we, we just think, well, again, my vagina says he's the one, so what's up? And then we get mad at him for not being the one. <laughs> yeah, frustrated. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was uh, attention. So now understanding again with the work I've done of where that comes from. But a lot of it was if someone's paying you mind, basically, they're showing you attention. And so it was just like, I just kind of like waited around. And then I based it off of, you know, whatever sparks there were initially, or if the person was good looking, then I would continue the process like, okay, I'll give you a date. Or get to know you. But other than that, it was just like, just like this conveyor belt of just people just kind of like presenting themselves and then just going, yeah, going with the flow. I have a feeling he's yeah. fine. He talked to me. I'm excited to be picked. So, okay, let's date. We're together now. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. It's <laughs> so wild. Crazy. And how dare us, you know, and this is not to throw any of the generations before us under the bus or anything because life is life and humans are humans. And, People do the best that they can at the uh, time and with the information that they have. But it's like now for our millennial generation, how dare us with when there's so much opportunity to coaches, mentors, 
therapy is at the head of everything right now. How dare us think that we can go into relationships and get a healthy relationship without some help? How dare us? And, and we're going to talk about that later. But first, I want to talk about you um, and the relationships that you had before you were in your happily marriage, happily married um, uh, status now. You were in relationships and um, just in conversation and getting to know you, I remember that you did tell me that in your previous relationships, you said you had like no real emotions going on. Can you give us an example? Like, what do you mean about not having real emotions? So it was like that, like, can't nothing hurt me. Um, Guys can do it so I can do it. Uh, And it was like also just a way of protecting myself from a past heartbreak uh, and wanting to position myself to where I felt like I was in control. Mm. Um, so it was, it was just like, and it wouldn't, and I always presented it again in a way to like pre- to protect myself and come off as like cool and nonchalant of, oh, I'm not looking for anything. Like it's fine, but in the back of my mind, I'm hoping eventually with time and enough, like the person having enough exposure to me and my amazingness, they're going to eventually be like, no, I really want a relationship with you and like pick me and want to commit and actually move forward in a committed relationship. Yeah, that is so funny. I had a um, topic on my podcast, an episode titled, you're a good woman and yes, you deserve a good man, but here's why you won't get it. And it was talking about that, how we just think we're so amazing and you should just know and pick me. Right. <laughs> That's how the relationship go- is going to go. <laughs> it's like, sweetheart, it also, you, there has to be communication and he also has to have the character and obedience for him to, because any guy can, it, it would be so easy for me to go out on the street right now and go find a guy who wants to like pick me in the moment and kiss me and be all over me. Right. But there's a difference between that and having an actual good man de- b- defined by me, the type of man that I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I know that you you felt like in your previous relationships that a lot of them were kind of situationships and then you kind of had one that was kind of serious but you were still doing this like, I'm not gonna show emotions. So you felt like you were minimizing yourself a lot for men. Can we talk about that? Can you go into that? And do you have an example of when you did that? Because a lot of us have done that. Like this is across the boards. All my clients that I talk to, I'm sure the women that you've spoken to as a coach, we tend to minimize ourselves and what we actually want in relationships. And so I would love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So, and again, we've talked about this before in conversations we've had, and it was just a continuation of what was happening through other aspects of my life, which was just minimizing myself and my voice. Um, and, and also to, it was also tied in one, I didn't think it was important because it was nothing that was ever encouraged to develop like that muscle and was mm-hmm. never given any recognition of any time I did voice an opinion or anything like that. So it was already suppressed. And then with that, because that, that skill hasn't been developed, there's not mm-hmm. very much confidence in there. So, um, I was doing that in various aspects of my life. And then it just trailed into um, the men I was interacting with in that instance of um, just not, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Inserting yourself or 
asserting is it asserting yourself sticking up for yourself voicing your opinion are you going that in that direction yeah yes yeah so i had a very what's the point mm. mentality of like like what's the point of even voicing my it was like two things it was either what i have to say isn't important mm. or the other one was what's the point because people are going to do what they want to do anyways so in both of those it so i used both of those storylines that was going on in my head to just shut me down and then um i backed and then that also flew very nicely in my protective space of not having emotions and stuff and that was the, the recurring theme through anyone i talked to was they were frustrated because when it came to like talking about me i never i always found a way to like skirt a question because yeah. i really hadn't done the question like the in-depth work myself yeah um or i knew i had developed the skill very well to like turn it back on the other person to ask the question back to them or to change the subject or to whatever but over time they were like i have no idea who you are <laughs> so um that yeah, mirror that, though oh my god there's so much i want to say okay i know yeah that <laughs> mirror that and i'm like taking notes as you're talking the mirror of a man telling you i don't even know you is really the mirror of you not knowing yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like that's where you were? Like you didn't even know who Ilulu was and how dare you try to be in these relationships, right? I know. And that's what I was saying. And that's, and that's what we do because we understand the timeline or milestones of relationships. Yeah. So the desire, like how you were talking about earlier in in this conversation about how we know what we want, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we know what we want at the level of understanding that we have, and we're moving from that space of the milestones. So we're trying to find someone to basically do life with or check boxes, check life boxes off with, as opposed to finding someone who's like tailor-made specifically to support, nurture you, and for you to partner as well and to build a life with. And, so and the where. only way, right, and the only way, and I, obviously I know your story and how you and your husband met, and it's he saw that. So, and the only way he was able to see you is because he knew his purpose. And then he's like, okay, how is this tailor-made to me to get us somewhere? Like, we all have to, you know, Michelle Obama has that book, Becoming. We need there, to be yeah. in a welcoming state before we get into these relationships because, um, I had a young lady in my DMs today. She's in this cycle, and I asked her, "How does that make you feel?" And she said, uh, "Not worthy enough. Not not worthy of the love I give." Like now, because I've been trying to give him all of this love, and he is not becoming what I want him to be. Now I am telling myself the story. I'm telling myself is I'm not even worthy of this love that I give, because obviously it's not working. He's not changing. Right. And we hold so much weight on a guy picking us or a guy being who we want him to be. We hold so much weight in that space where it literally depresses us, literally damages us. Um, and, and we'll get into your favorite quote, which is guard your heart. But that's what that means because it's the wellspring of life. So if I'm thinking this person over here makes me worthy, and all I got to do is get to the milestones, like you said. So after 22, I better be married. And then it's the kids and 1.5 kids. And then we bought a house and I have my right. dude and he has his job. And you're just trying to get there instead of realizing, mm -mm, 
you need to work on who you are. You need to know who you are outside of my favorite color is blue. It's deeper than that. And then you have to have the audacity to believe that you can get the thing that you want. You have right. to know how to get it and then the patience to wait for it. And we, we skip all of that. <laughs> right. And that's right. So there's that, that self, um, what's it called? So I can't think of the word right now, but that cycle where it just affirms basically like the fears that you had, which were you were leading the action with in the first place. So it's just like the cycle that you were talking about. Yeah. And then the whole worthiness thing, again, it's what we've developed and in turn what we bring into because relationships, I, I spoke about this, I'm, I feel like we're going to talk about it later on, but relationships are like this, this, um, just like perfectly made training ground to really expose and amplify what's within you mm -hmm. um, because it ties in our emotions so well into the whole thing. Um, but that worthiness is the pattern there of not just men, but just things outside of you that you keep trying to find that are going to validate your worth as opposed to understanding just your presence means that you're worth. The fact that you were even, uh, I can't remember the statistic, but I hear it a lot in different speakers' presentations and stuff of the odds of you being created, like you particular person. Finding your egg. Like exactly. Exactly. And that, when you're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that like I I started to the way I started to see it eventually was like to think I'm not worthy is almost like slapping it's it's almost like a slap in the face to the creator of the most high i feel like 100 that like i like you're here for a reason but yet you are doubting like my plan yeah. or doubting my yeah. skills or ability to choose and understand who needs to be here and whatnot right. so and i don't yeah, like definitely from it's it's a inside job and it's the source is again from within as opposed to constantly looking outside of yourself to try to validate or yeah. prove that you're worthy or enough. Yeah. So um, I just want to kind of reset. Welcome to Single You the Podcast Live. Um, today's guest is Coach Ilulu. Uh, today's topic is have you been gaslighting and manipulating yourself just to be with him, just to be in a relationship? And that's what we're talking about. I've done it. Uh, Ilulu has done it. And that's what we're talking about because we want you to get out of that cycle. And we're gonna give you opportunities to reach out to us. Um, I, I help single women at a different stage in their life. And then when you're done with me, then you go to Coach E. Lulu and, and uh, to work on the dating aspect. Cause I'm a dating coach. I'm a boundaries coach and a self-love coach. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm that um, now there's something that you said, um, and, and if anything resonates with you as you're watching, yes, I'm talking to you. I see you watching. I see you. If you have a question, a comment, please type. We love those. Um, especially make sure if, if you can hear me, please type. I can hear you. Um, but yes, if you have a question or a comment and you want to comment, go ahead and do that. That is welcome. And then of course, if you need to send me a DM, especially at the end, you can do that as well. So Ilulu, there is one thing that you said that it's like, it, it is perfect for the topic because this was you gaslighting and manipulating yourself. When you said that you didn't even really assert yourself into these relationships, you didn't really stick up to yourself because you thought, what's the point? The point is you, right? It's like, yeah. I'm the point. And if I want the relationship I actually want, I have to assert myself. 
Right. And you it, have to be in the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have to be in the equation. There's a, I, I tweeted this a while ago and it's kind of a tweet that I keep circulating and it's like, baby girl, do you even consider yourself in relationships? Right. Because I used to think, let me, let me see if you think, if you thought this way, the, 2017 and pre-Rika, this is when I was in this cycle of dysfunction. Um, I used to think that men get to set the rules of the relationship. So then I follow what he said mm -hmm. in that situation. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like I said, I was just waiting there to be seen, like waiting there just for someone to see me, rescue me. I don't know, whatever I was thinking or the to be chosen yep. and then have them lead the way they're leading the conversation. They're leading like everything. And I just kind of like, I, I was there for like for the milestones and, and to just enjoy life as opposed to the interpersonal like connection of the two beings, like yeah. human beings. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I never thought of that part. Do you feel like you were dating because that's what we're supposed to do? Like you're like, that's, that's what people do. So I guess I'm supposed to be dating. It was, yeah. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even intentional of I'm going out of my way to date. It was just like, I knew I had to do the other parts of life. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, go make the money, travel the world, social life, um, spend time with family, like those things I was very intentional about. And then like we talked about earlier in this conversation, if so, ha if there so happens to be a gentleman that I found at least on like just attractive and gave me enough attention, I was like, okay, yeah, we can go on a date or talk more um, and get to know one another. And so, but I still kept it very at bay because you I wanted to feel like yeah. I had control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you. It seems like you had in those dating experience a lot of fear. Like you were like, "Well, I'm just gonna keep you over here because I'm supposed to be dating, I guess, and I find you attractive and I want the milestones." But you're gonna be at a distance. Is right. that how you used to date? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I totally, <laughs> yes, totally understand. Totally understand. Um, so, were you someone? who gave um, a lot of second chances to these guys that you dated, especially the one that you had a serious relationship with. Cause I know you said you had a lot of situationships before and then there was one um, that kind of, you guys, I guess, were official. And I asked that because my clients, my ideal client, she is a frustrated, loyal woman who is tired of giving these second chances. Um, so did you ever find yourself in that situation? And could you tell a story about that? Yeah, so it was a lot of justifications. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because again, I had never really put myself in a situation to where it's like, okay, this is official. And then, and so like, even if something, because again, I was waiting again to be chosen out of the crowd. So, yeah. so um i gave justifications of the not texting back soon enough or the or the gen like general responses the um last minute cancellations or mm -hmm. like you know just stuff like that i would just just do justifications in my mind mm -hmm. and then but it was like a safeguard because I was like, well, I can't be hurt because I put my, I set it up this way so that 
because I feel like, like in my mind, I was like, they're going to do these things. So I put myself in a position to where it's like, okay, well, I can't be hurt because I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm not schlot. My emotions aren't involved. Yeah. So to speak. yeah. Um, even though your emotions were right. Like, yeah. So it was just this, so many different conflicts. Yeah. Uh, internal conflicts that were going on, uh, which looking back, it's like, no wonder you were stuck or no wonder you kept having those um, failed relationships, if you could call them, or just being unsuccessful really in relationships. It's a cycle over of over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Of dysfunction. Like I would totally call this dysfunctional um, and so you were trying to not have emotions and obviously you did. How did that relationship make you feel? He's not texting you back when he should last minute cancellations. Like he's running the show. How did you actually feel even though you didn't want to have emotions? It was, <clears throat> well, my first relationship. So that was like just puppy love, just out of high school. Yeah. Um, had no idea how relationships work. It was long distance those ones like hurt, but because it was long distance, I would also, because again, I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't realized it was the attention thing. So mm -hmm. because, so I almost used uh, numbing from other male relationships um, or friendships. So to still get that energy, I guess, from men, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. um, to, like I said, like numb the pain or numb that absence that I felt like it was that I wasn't getting or that I was lacking from my romantic relationship. Right. Okay. Wait, I'm trying to, to, to follow the thread. So you okay. obviously were, um, as a lot of women are, especially when we're younger, but listen, my clients be in their thirties and forties and they want to finally stop this cycle, but they, it's the male gaze that we want so badly, right? Like yeah. I'm waiting to be picked because that's what the Disney movies taught me and all these romantic um, movies and comedies and whatnot. Like you said in the beginning, like, and then all of a sudden his eyes wake up and it's like, oh, and then it's like slow motion and your hair blows in the wind and he sees you as pretty and you're like waiting yeah. for that to happen, right? And so for you, when that didn't happen, are you saying like you would find that um, I guess that male gaze in your male friendship relationships. Yeah. So just that like attention of having a man around, yeah, yeah. not that we would pursue anything romantically, but it's like, you know, just, um, but you wanted the attention. So you're like, Hey, friend. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. But then yeah. I would like go back and then have like the deep conversations at that time, uh, with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, like every relation or situationship after that, it had always been long distance, mm. which uh, is interesting now that I think back about it because it makes sense. I probably not just physically wanted to keep myself safe. But, I mean, not just emotionally, but physically as well. It, yeah. it manifested into like that distance between the, the physical the distance person. and the emotional distance. Yeah. Right. The thing is you and your husband who are now having <laughs> that first two, but there was a lot of work that you had to put in to get to the relationship you are now. And we're, that's, we're going to end on that because I want people to know your everybody's story, even though you start out in the cycle of dysfunction, it can right. end in a happy relationship. You just have to do the work. And there was work that you did. And then like a month later, you met your husband. So I'm just saying, you might want to stick around and see how Ilulu did it. Okay. Uh, 
Right. Okay. <laughs> Just going over my notes. Um, Cause I always have like so many questions that I want to ask, you know, my guest because there is a certain message that I want to get across. And that message is you get to design your life more than you think that you do and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. And singleness is not a punishment, baby girl. It is a gift. And if you've never read that scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, where Paul, who wrote over 50, 60% of the Bible, says that to the widows and to my singles, it's actually better to be single. Now, he wasn't knocking marriage. Marriage is beautiful, but we have to understand there is a gift in singleness. Um, and our singleness, we really should be trying to figure out what our purpose is first before we're getting into these serious relationships. Um, but like Ilulu was saying, there's milestones that we want to just rush and hurry up and get to. And we didn't even do any of the work. Mm -hmm. We didn't even do any of the work. So my next question to you, and I pretty much know the answer, but of course I want to talk about it. This is a podcast and we have discussions. So obviously you were not good at setting boundaries with men, right? No. What I didn't even know like boundaries were a thing. Like it was, I was just on the people pleasing train. Yeah. I just wanted to be liked by everyone, accepted by everyone. Yeah. Um, what boundaries? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, yeah, because you, you know, and this, these things, when you say them, you know, oh, we didn't text back right away or like, oh, last minute cancellation on the surface, they seem like no big deal. Right. But they are, they are, um, especially when you really get to know yourself and then you figure out why you need to be loved in this certain way. Um, it's really important. And I think that we as women, like you said, we don't assert ourselves in that, or we try to, we'll set a boundary, mm -hmm. but then we won't keep it. So the moment he goes, reverts back to, he may have, he may have apologized, but then he reverts back to uh, being a dick, basically. And we're just like, whatever. And we just stick around because we're trying to fix him and we're trying to create mm. this man and create this relationship that we want but we don't know how to get it. Um, and so you, you are not learning, you, you are not emotionally available. You are not setting boundaries. So in the end, you were left feeling like what? Heavy, um, unworthy of love, because this is the moment where you did the pivot. So what did you feel like before? Like, I am sick and tired of this and I need to go on this change because you write, Finally seeing my tra track record of failed attempts in relationships, I realized what the world has taught me wasn't working and I needed to take matters into my own hands and become more intentional, intentional, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I want to get into what was the moment where you were like, I finally saw my failed attempts. How did you feel in that moment? And then I'll have some other questions so we can break that down. But first, let's answer that. Finally seeing my track record and failed attempts. Where were you in that moment? How did you feel? Yeah, so <clears throat> it wasn't even um, a single relationship per se that struck that. It was it was my realization of I've done all the things I was taught to do. Like I was telling you, I, I was good financially. <clears throat> I was traveling education, I finished that I was I was excelling in all these 
all these different aspects that I was told were meant to like bring joy to your life. Like you should like, it's like things should be good. But despite having all those things and doing all these things, I still in my gut like had this just deep seed of like unfulfillment. Mm. And in that moment, it was apparent to me how important having a, a strong relationship and bond with another person was to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what forced me to be like, okay, I need to figure out what's going on here. And then in that moment, similar to what we talked about earlier, is when um, how we were talking about like, oh, when you want to become a professional basketball player, you do this training. When you want to um, go, you become an engineer, you go to school and do that um, training. Uh, I had realized like how naive or how uh, passive I had been in my relationship space because it dawned on me like, if I want to be successful in this, uh, why haven't I approached it anywhere near uh, the other the other ways that I was successful in in the in the different like in the other aspects of my life. Right. So then that's when I was like, okay, the first thing I usually do in other aspects is look back, look at look at the patterns, look at the cycles, and learn how to move forward and figure out where I want to go. Uh, and so it was in that moment that I finally turned around and looked back at the failed attempts and all the just like how I was deceiving myself or whatever and the fears that I had and just held myself accountable and be like, okay, this isn't working. What is it in here? Like, what is it? Like, what is it that I'm desiring? What is it that I'm looking for that, that I can see as a pattern throughout these different things? Um, And so it was in that moment that I had been like, okay, I started to pick out uh, patterns that I was starting to see, like I was just saying, of things like wanting to some, wanting someone to um, build a life with, wanting someone who could teach me, lead a relationship, uh, who I wanted to be a partner who was going to put in just as much work as I was into the relationship and who put me and the relationship as priority. Um, so different things like that started to pop out, like you were saying and how we've discussed before of yeah. putting yourself in the equation. That was the first time that it dawned on me to do that because I was like, I did it and all the other stuff. Like, why not do it over here? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that moment where it started to to turn and and pivot. And that's beautiful because that was the moment you were like, I'm no longer going to be gaslighting myself or manipulating myself <laughs> into just being in a relationship. Because for right. me, it's like, now it's, I always ask myself when I'm out in these streets, dating, and anything, even in business or even in clients. I make people apply to Single You Academy. And I was, I've turned women down before because hmm. I always ask myself, is this God's best for me? It is, is this what God wants me to be doing right now? Um, and I don't believe that, I, that every single woman is my assignment. Mm-mm. There are some women who just want to stay in this cycle because they're like, well, I don't, I don't know how to not, so I'm just going to stay. Um, and I... And I don't want to waste my time. And I, I've wasted my time before for, with women who are not ready. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So you became super intentional um, and you met your husband a month later. Yeah. So my question is, what was it about Coach R. Anthony that was either so different or one thing that was completely different with him than any other guy that you dated? 
Any yeah. What was it, girl? I know, right? So again, for me, so that was that was like the big thing. So after I did that almost like inventory accountability check yeah. on myself yeah. to figure out like, okay, what are we trying to do here? Uh, and I had this like clear vision of what it is I'm trying to build or strive for when it comes to romantic relationship mm -hmm. and the different things that I wanted. The fact that what he was doing was in perfect alignment with the things I had just said. I'm like, wow, this is like a month and a half ago. I was just talking about this. And it was just, it was feeding the part of me that I was desiring so deeply to be um, <clears throat> nourished. Yeah. Because it wasn't like that. It wasn't, it was different from feeling validated because someone liked me or gave me attention. But it was like this just easy relationship that we were just building just as friends and uh we just naturally had these common interests and always looked forward and couldn't wait to the next conversation so it was just like this layering layering gradual 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 process of us building a stronger and stronger relationship and i found that with him i had never been able to start to like even open up myself mm -hmm. um in any other relationship romantic or otherwise the way that I was with him um yeah I felt the most myself with him so that was like yes yes. Thing. yes exactly and it's not you were building a friendship it's not like you were trying to create in him the man you wanted him to be right exactly he just was and that's, and that's actually the same feedback I when I remember back my cousin was saying she's like oh finally like you're being yourself like she could tell it was a good relationship because she she had never said anything in the past, so I didn't even realize that was a thing. They never do, right? Because yeah, they don't. Like, <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna just let her figure it out, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You want to be a supportive family member and stuff, right. but yeah, she was like, oh, you, like finally, like you're being yourself. Like the way I would joke around with my family and how I would with friends and stuff, I was able to do that with him. Yeah. Um, so it felt very organic and very natural and very like native to me. Like we, we talked about how like our first phone conversation, which was on like day three of us meeting. Um, when we talked on the phone, it was like, it felt like we'd known each other our whole lives. Like we almost, we felt like inclined to ask how each other's family was doing, how the mom was doing stuff. Like it had been a while since we, re since we connected. So it just felt very similar. How poetic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we can actually get the quote unquote fairy tale. Um, it just doesn't happen in the, in the, in the way that we think, which is forcing our way in. It is right. not, it is actually, right, exactly. yeah, on some level, it's a lot easier than we think, but I will say, I do remember you saying like, you had to give up the fear that you used to have. And it was hard, like in the beginning with you and Kotar. Mm -hmm. Well, there was, there was like two cycles. So yeah. the conversation we were having was the first cycle of yeah. that when I did that inventory check and looking yeah. back and basically scrounging up whatever framework I had of success in other areas of life. Okay, let me rock with it in relationships. And so with that understanding, I knew anytime I was successful in the past, there were bumps along the road. I didn't always get it right. Things were working against me sometimes, quote unquote. Um, mm -hmm. And so with that understanding, it was like, I don't care. I'm going to get, I might get hurt along the way. I might get some rejection along the way, but every time I had have ever set my mind to achieving something or getting something, 
Um, in this case, it was that relationship that I had designed specifically for me. Yeah. I had always gotten it in the past. So I knew I was going to get it this time. So that gave me the confidence to just go and just be myself, talk to different people and rec and recognize like, eh, we're not, this isn't in alignment. This isn't an alignment. So that was like that first bit. So that gave me the confidence. And I guess just enough, I say just enough magnetism for him to do that for that moment that we see in the movies where it's like, but there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that was actually going on. But yeah. for that to even be able to happen, that's what was going on behind the scenes. He has a similar story as well on his end yeah. uh, to where he saw my photo online on Instagram on another person's page and tracked me down that way. But um, but then it was, okay, cool. We're, we're vibing. We're getting to know each other as friends. Yep. And and as soon as I get a little hint of like, okay, this is like, this is like real deal. This is getting for real. Oh God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then the fear started to kick back in. And now it was another pro. So it was like, it was like through each phase, like I had to go through like a certain uh, letting go process of, of different, different intensities of fears. Mm -hmm. um, so once we were in a relationship, I, I did fall back um, a little bit into the uh, wanting to be enough, like that type thing. Once it was start, I was realizing, okay, this is something, this is something big here. Um, but he did a great job with like recognizing, um, with his skill set and him doing a lot of work as well in himself, okay. mm -hmm. he was able to guide me through that process to where, um, he could stop me from like self-sabotaging basically. So he was a great mirror to be like, okay, remember when you said this, or, pushing me to speak up more. Like he helped me a lot with developing my voice. Um, ah. He was, yeah, he was a, a great partner for me yeah. for sure in life and through those initial couple years of our relationship. Yeah. Well, it, that's so funny. Cause one of the things um, that, uh, so I, uh, one of my mentors is pastor Darius Daniels. And then another one is actually my cousin Linnea, who um, is a minister on her own. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she wrote down for what she wanted in her husband, um, who is Jerry and they've been married for over 18 years now, beautiful, wow. my, my little niece cousins and all them. I love them. <laughs> but she said that she had written down um, that she wanted a man who challenged her and would tell her no, because she had a very strong opinion. Um, on things and she was very headstrong but she knew that sometimes she probably needed to be like no that's not right um and she said th there was a moment where jerry did challenge her and she got so pissed and she left the house and god said <clears throat> i done gave you the man that you asked for yeah. and now you leave him and so and i say that to say it's this is what i mean when i say you need to know who you are right even the negative okay so then when you are looking for, when you're out here on the dating scene and you're dating to me is data collecting, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, I am really bad at this. So it would be nice to have a man who is good at this to help pull that out of me and strengthen that in me, right? And yeah. so I love that you said that, like, I love that your story was, um, you know, you were really bad at opening up and then here come coach R and he's like, no, you go open up. <laughs> you were like, the yeah. communication master. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I've never had this before. And not only that, because usually I can just let people fly in that strength, but he knew enough to be like, or with his understanding as well, relationships, like he knew the importance 
that I needed to be included, like part of the equation. So he did push me to, and he had to explain that to me. So he really taught me this whole process. He taught me so much. Oh my gosh. But um, he did start to make it apparent to me or help me realize in other aspects because these concepts I understood when it came to work. So he used that as like uh, his way in to help me understand these concepts that he already knew, uh, which was his strength. And then, you know, throughout our relationship, you, there's usually like one person who's a little more skilled or stronger in one area than the other. So we do yes. that for one another and just help each other. We just sharpen each other um, as yes. we go on through life. And you, okay, first I want to say, that, say this. And then that leads into um, the question that I want to ask you next, which is um, why do people say marriages are hard and you wrote something so beautiful? And I, I want to get into that, but first, I want to say that you you had told me, or maybe it was uh, in a conversation that you're having previously, that you two were really naked in front of each other, and you just yes. saying, "Oh my God, he saw me!" Like being naked. Think about if you're if if I'm like naked in this room right now, or you're naked in your house, and somebody walked in on you. Of course, you'd be like, "Oh my God!" You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> and that is that is what happened with Adam and Eve. Um, in, in the Bible, right? It's like, if God didn't really want that for us, like he just wanted us to be perfect or whatever, but Eve made a choice because she was deceived. And then they were naked and they hid from each other. Yeah. And that's what we're doing in relationships. We're we're so busy and that's definitely what you, you were doing. That's your story for sure. Like you were hiding and then Coach R came in and was like, we're, we're not doing that. Yeah. And, and that's beautiful. And to me, that is what healthy marriages, you, my cousin Linnea, mean by, yeah, marriages are hard, but it's not this toxic dysfunction, this cycle of he cheats, he apologizes. you're trusting that he will change, so you stay and you're in the cycle of a frustrated, loyal woman who is sick of hoping that he will change and he never will. That's not the heart, but you're the married one, so please, Elulu. <laughs> <laughs> what do married people mean by marriages are so hard? Oh. Um. Some people, again, when they say it's hard, it's just uh, like I was explaining it, it, it. If they believe that, it's just because it was taught to them that marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. And then we've even coached singles and couples to a point to that belief is so strong that when there is peace, they feel like something's wrong. Um, so for us, we don't believe that marriage is hard. It's simple. It's I'll, I'll describe it like this. It's the the it's hard in the same sense that staying committed or doing what you know to do in when it comes to um, health and fitness. Mm. Like we say health and like losing weight is hard. I, mean, I know there's certain medical conditions and stuff. Yes, that add different layers, but just like a basic healthy person. Right, let's basics, medical conditions, exactly. Right, just the basics of, for example, weight loss. It's the habit of, you know, your nutrition, sleep, stress, hydration, exercise, like, you know, those basics. So it's simple. So that's, I'll say that, like when you understand like the, the principles and stuff, like relationship merit, it's simple, but it is uncomfortable to, to push yourself and commit and to work that muscle like over and over again. So in that sense, so that's why even in the vocabulary I use, I don't describe it as hard, but as far as like why people say it is hard or, or, why they believe it's hard it's just that they think it has to be mm -hmm. they think like that's what they've seen um 
But for us and the understanding we were able to gain and through the process of us going through the work and learning from mentors and things like that is it's just a process. And again, my husband and I always just break it down as simple as possible to understanding relationships are just how simply are how two people relate. That's mm -hmm. it. So just strip away all the storytelling and stuff we do in our head that defines it or makes it hard. It's just the willingness um, and the vulnerability to just be authentically yourself um, every day. And you choose to do that every single day. And I love- well, I would say it's uncomfortable. It's out of your comfort zone kind of thing. I wouldn't say it's hard though. But being obedient, right, is hard, right? And, and that is, um, <clears throat> so, in my neural linguistic programming certification that I got, we, we, we I really have to harbor on like definitions, right? And so mm -hmm. when somebody says the word hard, the way Becky on the street defines hard, the way you define it, the way I define it may be different. And so right. that's why I love my platform because I'm like, it's not, we're not in this cycle of dysfunction. That's not what hard means to me. And mm -hmm. if you want hard to not mean the cycle of dysfunction, come come on over. Let's have a conversation, right? Um, and I love how you said, you know, you guys have mentors and stuff like that because, again, there is no area in life except for life where we don't think we need help. Right. 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 I'm like, we don't. Yes. We think we could just do relationships just in this lane of relationships. And there's some other things, but me and Coach Ilulu, we're in the lane of relationships and having healthy relationships. So in this lane, you, frustrated, loyal woman, relationship, you are in this cycle of dysfunction, right? You are tired of giving second chances. You are tired of believing he will change, and he never does. You are tired of setting a boundary, trying to, but then you don't keep it. That's the cycle you're in, and, and, and you want to stop that and you've tried by advice from friends. Maybe you've, you know, Kevin Samuels is hot right now. Maybe you try to listen to him about relationships, which I don't know why. Um, whatever you're doing, willpower, it's not working. Because I would argue if it was working, you wouldn't be on my platform. Why are you in my group? Singleness is not a punishment. And every time I ask a woman that who is in my DMs, I'm like, what have you tried to stop this cycle? And you're like, well, willpower, my friends and stuff. And I'm like, and how is that working out for you? I just have questions. And he said, this is no judgment. I love you. That is why I want to help you. It's no judgment because I've been there and Ilulu has been there, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I want to help you, but you are the only one who will allow me to help you. Coach Ilulu wants to help you. And you are the only one who can allow her to help you. Um, and even in the lane of relationships, we're, we're on two sides of the spectrum. I'm more of the beginning. She's more of the, okay, so now you're ready to date and, and, and do that. And, and I'm going to let Ilulu explain her platform and Wifed Up Academy to you. But I just wanted to say that so you know that you're in the right place. Okay? You are in the right place if you are seeking help. So now, and there's another thing that you said to me, um, Ilulu, that is so, it, it, this is exactly where my clients are, right? So you feel like you have your life together, career-wise, financially, you're doing good, right? You're, you're doing all right. You got a good job. You, you are, you're, you're good. But you're steady letting men, him, the same guy, walk all over you. 
which leaves you wondering why that is. And you're like, how can I have my professional life together? Like Ilulu, you said that, like you, you got to the point where you're like, how come I have all of this over here together? But when it comes to relationship, I'm trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is trash, right? Like you, you arrived at that, that, that place. Right. Uh, and so if you feel that you're at that place, this is, you are definitely in the right spot. So what I want you to do, Coach Lulu, how can we, well, first, did we miss anything? Is there anything that you would like to say? Um, what do you think every single woman, every frustrated single woman right now um, should do before they get married? That, that's the question I wanted to ask you. And I already know the answer, but yes. What is yes. that one thing we should be doing before we even think about marriage? So there was, um, so I was thinking of it in like two different aspects. So we kind of spoke on the first one. It's like, so if you're like about to get married, um, definitely that whole naked and unashamed mm -hmm. um, or naked and not ashamed state of being before getting married of divulging, like just get purge all the gunk out so that you and the other person can see each other like spiritually naked mm -hmm. nothing is in between the two of you um so any secrets anything you've ever felt shame around oh divulge it to that person um before making that marital commitment as far as um if you're like single single me and my husband had a conversation um which led us to a workshop which you attended in the past of yeah. if i had to go through everything like if i was single again what would i do uh, and the thing was, is relationships are relationships. Again, the principles of successful relationships are the same. It's just intensified when our emotions become involved in it. Um, so use this time, if you're not in, in a romantic relationship, to uh, use this time to tap into all our other relationships. So your familial friendships, coworkers, all those different relationships, and really take, really be present and observant as to how you operate in those spaces because the romantic one is just going to amplify that. So start to improve your relationship like with your siblings, if there's some discourse there or between you and a parent, uh, you and another friend, like anything where things aren't running smoothly and like, you don't feel like it's completely healthy, tackle those first to help build your, build your relationship muscle so that once you actually get in a rom romantic relationship where the levels are cranked up 10,000 because now your emotions are involved, you're going to be in a more anchored place and a more place of understanding and, and um, awareness to operate from. So I would focus in on all my other relationships yeah. uh, if, you're, if you're single right now. Yeah, yeah. So and then of course, find somewhere to learn this stuff. That's what I would do. <laughs> What I'm saying exactly. Um, okay, same so way I did. Yeah, I just wanted to add in the same way that I did with all the other things I was successful in. I found a blueprint, someone who did the hard work already, and just follow that path. And yep. as, as I learn and I get curious about different aspects, find again the the um, what do you call it? the examples or the place that you can see. I want to get there, and then mm -hmm. use them as as mentors to do it faster. Absolutely. Right. All right. Coach Lulu, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I, you know, I, I said my prayer is that it will land, our message will land on the ears 
that God wants it to, right? Because um, I do believe that I have assignments out there. Um, and I, that's why I have a platform and I'm just waiting for them to come. So I've opened the door and I'm waiting for them to come. And I believe that you have a platform that God has put you in this season to execute as well. So that platform is Wifed Up Academy, um, which I love, you know, because I'm single, you Academy, you Wifed Up Academy. Okay, I love it. It's like <laughs> we, we so well, right? In this lane of relationships. I know, I love it. Yeah. So um, who who is your ideal client? Who do you coach? And then let's talk about how to get um, a hold of you. If somebody's like, you know, I already, I kind of already know who I am and I'm just ready to really learn how to date with intention. Um, yeah. They would reach out to you. And so, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. So um, right now, the best way to get a hold of us is through our Instagram, Wifed Up Academy. That's at Wifed Up Academy. So you can find us there on Instagram and connect with us through the DMs. Um, currently we have our website datelikeawife.com and through that platform, um, we often run on Thursdays free workshops to help, um, teach my husband and I, when we coach, we always coach together because we always like to show a working example, mm -hmm. um, to add another layer of coaching while we are delivering the information. So you can see like even body language wise, um, how we relate to one another, different perspectives, male, female of the relationship and what each of us had to go through. Um, so that's why we coach together as a unit uh, and we lead our workshops, our courses, um, our group coaching. Again, you can sign up, register um, for that at datelikeawife.com. Um, we have a free workshop this Thursday, actually at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to come hang out with us on Zoom, uh, you can register there. That one's free. Uh, and we go through the process of what I went through on my side, what my husband went through on his side of how we prepared and things that we intentionally did to be able to manifest that moment to where he saw that picture on Instagram and was like, that's her. And then as we got to know each other, in my mind, I was like, okay, yeah, this is him. Cause that was another fear I had as well of like committing to someone, but still in the back of my mind thinking I made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like just the most obvious decision, like the easiest decision I made was choosing him uh, to partner with through life. So um, you can meet with us through there. Our ideal client right now we are working with um, it's funny because we say we're working with singles or people who are ready to get into a committed relationship and who are intentional, but our, we've coached through that messaging. Uh, we've gotten people who are going through divorce and want to make sure they stop the cycle so they can cleanse or detox, so to speak, before they move on instead of getting into those um, harmful habits or, or continuing with harmful habits or cycles that they've been in. Um, as well as people who are in relationships, um, who are newly engaged and stuff. So, um, but if you're, I'll say this, our client is for women who want to be able to cultivate a healthy and harmonious relationship that is tailored to them, is specifically what we teach how to do. And uh, my favorite thing about the way we coach is the process we take you through is more so a stripping away process rather than adding in, you need to learn this, you need to do this, you need to, because ultimately the you is the key ingredient. And the more you can be that, the more you can um, thrive and excel and understand who you are, the the greater the results are, 
are going to come from that space. So a lot of our coaching is going through that process as well as understanding even scripturally the purpose and design of relationships and how they work and those principles. So tying those two things together, uh, we've had some great results and great feedback from the women we've coached. Uh, we have an engagement that we're going uh, to soon. We got good news from one person that we helped. Um, so it's a beautiful process. I, I wish and hope everyone can experience the fullest expression of like love and peace uh, within a relationship. That's yeah, that is, I love it. Um, so you see why I love Coach Ilulu and actually her and Coach Art Anthony, they have um, a workshop inside of Single You Academy. And so that's the last mm. that all of my clients see. And then um, the hope is that they'll reach out to you because I'm like, I don't, I'm not here to teach you how to date per se. Um, I'm here to get, I'm here to help my clients get the love thy neighbor as thyself, as thyself, as thyself down first. Um, yeah. Loving all people if you don't love yourself first. So if you are a frustrated, loyal, single woman who is sick and tired of giving those second chances, and we're actually on chance number 72, and you are sick of trusting that he will change, and he never will, uh, and you are sick of trying to set a boundary and then you don't keep it, if you're sick of that cycle, um, then I would be the coach for you. I, I, I'm a boundaries coach and a self-love coach. Um, and so if you need to work on who you are first, uh, before you get into the dating, Single You Academy is open. So let's start the conversation. If there's anything that I said that resonated with you, go ahead and send me a DM now. Now this is time sensitive because I, I usually only open the doors and then I close them and then I'm working with that group. I can't do 10 people at a time. Five women, every group, the doors close August 1st. I'm back, fresh off of vacation, here we go. Single You Academy is open, but you gotta tell me if you need help in setting and learning how to set and keep boundaries, okay? So go ahead and see, send me a DM. And that is it, we did it. <laughs> Great conversation, um, Ilulu. Again, I appreciate you. And um, I will, I put your information obviously on the screen. And I will also put it in the description when I repost the videos and all of that. Um, but if you need to reach out to Ilulu, there is her information. And that is it. Are we done? We're, there here. We're here to help. Right. All we can do is offer the space. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it, or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. 
It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.